BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm burn out. I tell them I'm not like the rest of the Hi guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I am your host, Kenzie Elizabeth. And today we are actually doing a solo episode. You guys have been requesting a lot of these and I... I'm always down to do them, but I just don't know if they're wanted and then they get good feedback. So maybe they are wanted. If you want more, DM me, comment on our Instagrams, tell me what you want me to talk about and I will do them. I asked for some questions on Instagram and in our Geneva chat and I'm going to be answering some themes. We're going to be talking about just a little recap on Breadwinning Housewife. We're bringing that back this fall, guys. Um, Also this week, I'm thinking that I'm Martha Stewart. We'll get there. Nothing has changed. I wouldn't say anything has changed, but it is a big week for me. I'm hosting book club, so we'll get there. Don't worry. We're going to be talking about relationships a little bit, dating anxiety, fearing emotional intimacy, basically face from my habits on this week, navigating just change, struggles with being a girl and working. And then at the end, we're going to do an Ask Kinsey, and we're going to be talking about social hangovers, which I think a lot of us have been having recently since we have, you know, been more social than we were in 2020, obviously. And I get it. I actually stayed in this weekend, which was a shock to most of us. So I'm pretty proud of myself. Before we get into all that, I need to talk about something that's really incredible. Very, not incredible, incredibly heartbreaking. It's something that's near and dear to my heart. And it's an epidemic that Dallas, Texas is facing. And it's called Studios in Dallas Still Play Music from 2012 and Workout Classes. I want to go to Pilates. I want to go to a spin class. I want to do these things, but no offense. I don't want to listen to Kesha. I don't want to hear 2012 Top 40. That's not what I want to hear. I'm over it. Okay. And it honestly, it physically pains me to say this because I'm so Texas or die. I love Dallas. I I go to bat for Dallas day in and day out. But this is a serious problem that actually needs to be fixed. I will say shout out to Adam. He is making a difference. Uh, I went to Shine Hot Pilates. It was really great. He has an awesome class there. And it's like the abs, ass, assets class or whatever. It's explicit, which is like funny that you have to do that in Dallas. Like, I just don't even think about that. Anyways, he's great. I know he teaches Spen, I think, too. Some of you guys DM me to go to his class. And he's really making a difference in the city of Dallas. And I love to see people who are fighting for things that matter, such as ending the pandemic of playing 2012 music playlist in Top 40 in work of classes. It just shouldn't happen. So I'm happy to report I have found Adam. And that makes me feel a lot better about the problem that we're currently facing because it's a big one. 
Guys, let me tell you what I'm doing this week. Well, first off, we have a book club that I'm hosting at my house. I'm surprising my friends with a picnic service. They're going to come and like decorate the upstick, my rooftop, and it's going to be so cute. Yes, I am only 24 in case you guys are wondering, but I am hosting book club and I am also having a picnic service. It's going to be really cute. I'm really excited for that. I've actually never done one before. I feel like those became so popular during quarantine. So now I'm finally hopping on board. And then um, this Friday, we're actually going to Jonas Brothers. Margot and Dom are in town visiting me, which I am so excited for. And we're going to Jonas Brothers on Friday night at the Dozaki's Pavilion, formerly known as Jexa. I'm trying to start saying Dozaki's and just like isn't happening. You know when people change names from your childhood and it's like honestly kind of offensive. It's like really rude. That's how I feel about it. And then we're actually going to Austin to the Grand Prix. Um, I know most of you probably have no idea what that is. Formula One. It's a very big deal. It's a very, very big thing. It's not as big in the States as it is in the rest of the world. It's massive. Um, We talked about it in a recent episode. There was a Netflix series that made it really popular amongst like a lot of girls, I think. I don't know. Not even girls, just Americans in general. I think it's become a lot more talked about. Anyways, we're going to Austin and we're going there. Billy Joel is going to be there. I'm actually going to die. Like, I'm so excited. Yes, we'll be vlogging the whole experience. Don't worry. There's actually a new vlog up as you guys are listening to this a whole week in my life in Dallas. I've been recording a ton. I recently posted one about how to get over a heartbreak. I'm posting an entire video on reading next week, which is exciting. So guys, we're working over here. Okay, getting into things that I've been loving. I started listening to this podcast. It's called Something Was Wrong. It is insane. So there's different seasons. I believe there's nine different seasons and each season follows like one story and it typically follows someone who has been abused in some sort. So they have them in different things. Like right now I'm listening to one who is a girl who is engaged to a sociopath. I'm not done with it, but it is crazy. I was sent it from a friend and then I sent it to Dom and we're all hooked on it. I can't stop listening. I want to listen to every single season. It's so interesting. And it's also a really good, it's kind of like entertainment podcast when you're not trying to like learn or whatever it is. It's nice to listen to when you're just trying to chill out. Like I was doing, um, I don't want to say I was gardening because that would be um, a stretch. And I wasn't doing yard work because it's not like on the rooftop, but I was, I was essentially moving a plant into a pot on my rooftop. Like I don't want to give myself too much credit there. But I was doing that for a few hours. (laughs) There's a lot of them, don't worry. And I was listening to it and it is so interesting. Like I really, really recommend that podcast. So interesting. Oh, and I have been loving bone broth again, guys. Let me tell you about the heartbreak that I've experienced with bone broth this weekend. I went all the way, all a good 10 minute drive away to the Dallas Farmer's Market. But if you know the Dallas Farmer's Market, it's very cute. Parking is insane. I paid $10 for parking. Totally fine. I was happy to do it because that meant that I was going to go find my bone broth lady that I bought all my bone broth from last year. Very into bone broth, clearly. So I spent $10 in parking for absolutely nothing. Bone broth lady, who is someone that, you know, really made an impact on my life. She has no idea. She's gone. Nowhere to be found. I scoured that farmer's market. No bone broth to be found. So I was trying to be healthy. I was trying to be like, oh my God, support local, you know? Um, Nope, wasn't there. Very sad about that. But I have been drinking a lot of bone broth just in general. As we know, I have like a love affair at this time with Sprouts. 
it has stolen my heart. Like there's nowhere I'd rather be than in a Sprouts. I love that place. Like if I'm having a bad day, if I'm upset about something, all I need to do is go into Sprouts and I will feel better about it. So I've been buying my bone broth from there, but I really just want to be like a farmer's market girl who goes on Saturday mornings to get her bone broth. And it was like the one Friday night that I didn't go out. So I woke up feeling fine. I go to the farmer's market. Nope, not there. So if anyone um, knows any updates on the Dallas farmer's market bone broth, please let me know. I really actually would love to know. I want to talk a little bit about breadwinning housewife, which is a term that I coined early 2020, probably. I want to say it was during quarantine. Really, I just started out of nowhere thinking that I was Martha Stewart, like minus the jail sentence, but I don't want to speak too soon, you know? And out of nowhere, I became very domestic. I started cooking all the time. I got into like, quote, gardening, but like, you know, my plants died. But there was also a snowstorm. So I mean, like, what do you want me to do? You know, like you win some, you lose some. I got way more into reading. I mean, I've always loved reading. I really into organizing random like home remedies, things like that. Like I just became very domestic. I've always loved hosting, but this has really taken it to a new level. So I was talking to a friend and I was like, oh my God, I've basically become like a breadwinning housewife as a joke. Obviously I'm not married. So it's obviously a joke. And then it just kind of stuck and it took on a life of its own. And what I love so much about it is that it's a juxtaposition. Like the whole point is that it's supposed to be funny. Like it's obviously, I'm not telling you guys to like go cook and then make a lot of money. Like obviously that is not what I'm saying. The whole point of breadwinning housewife is that obviously traditionally speaking, being the breadwinner and then being a housewife would be like, it's a juxtaposition. They're not the same roles, but breadwinning housewife is really just about being whatever you want to be. Even looking at the like that girl trend, which I think is a great thing. I think, you know, health in general is awesome as long as there's like a nice healthy balance, whatever that means. But you look at that and I think that people are like striving so hard to be that girl instead of like making that like maybe more personal to them and taking what they want from that. Like you can be that girl in quotes and also like go to the bar with your friends and get a drink that you can really just be whatever you want to be. You know who is a very, very good example of what I mean by a breadwinning housewife, just in the sense of its a juxtaposition, is Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, as we know, is my favorite human being in the entire world. There is no one that I think is cooler, better, nicer, smarter than Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton is traditionally speaking what like stereotypically people would look at as like, oh, she's like a blonde with big boobs and just like leave it at that, which obviously we know is so wrong. But Dolly Parton is actually an incredibly successful businesswoman, has so many like different business endeavors. She has Dolly World. She has her music. She has this whole like book charity thing. She's written books. I mean, she has done so much with her life. And again, she didn't let someone put her in a box. So really a breadwinning housewife is about not allowing either someone else or even yourself put you into this box where you feel like you can't change your mind or do something else or you have to do whatever it means to like fit in this. Like maybe you're a college student, but you also are into music and you want to be in a band for fun, but you're also studying to be a doctor. Like you can do whatever you want to do. Don't allow yourself to be put into a box. And that is why I love Breadwinning Housewife. For me, it is more literal because it's like, you know, things that stereotypically a housewife would do, but it can be anything you want, okay? I actually kind of want to do an entire episode about all of my favorite like breadwinning housewife things, whether it's loungewear, books, my Kindle review, kitchenware, recipes, 
plants that I haven't killed on my rooftop, things like that. Um, let me know if you guys want that because I could do an entire episode on all this stuff as much of home stuff, clothes. I mean, I could talk about this stuff for literally hours. So let me know. Guys, I have found the official store of the whole breadwinning housewife thing. Okay. It's italic. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably have already seen me talk about them. I made an entire Instagram TV video about it, which I don't do. Like that's how passionate I am about this brand and you guys will die. So Italic isn't an everything store. They're your everything store, specifically me, the breadwinning housewife. That's not a wife, but you know, we've gotten, we've gotten through that. Their marketplace connects you with the manufacturers behind the world's biggest brands and most in-demand products and delivers straight to your door for up to 63% less. They have a ton of home stuff, which I love. They also have stuff for pets. They have beauty, sport, travel, women, men's. I am obsessed with their stuff. I got some cool like marble little cheese boards. I got some salad bowls, a kettle. I mean, this stuff is really, really good. And also I cannot stress enough how the pricing is insane. Their team of in-house product experts vets every product, wearing it, sleeping on it, carrying it, working out with it to ensure it's of the highest possible quality. They also extensively vet their manufacturers on the ground, visiting factories and inspecting materials. Access their curated selection of over 500 products, including everything from diamond jewelry to cashmere sweaters to world-class linen sheets, all from the best manufacturers in the world. My beautiful kettle, literally $28. This beautiful marble serving set, $40, guys. They have a Dutch oven, cast iron Dutch oven for $60. If you know anything about Dutch ovens or cast iron, I mean, that's just crazy. They have this beautiful cutting board that's very large, like oversized, $68. Another one that's beautiful, looks like the one that I use every day, $30. It's actually insane. Get $10 off your first product order of $50 or more on italic.com with the code ILYSM. Again, that's code ILYSM for $10 off your first product order on italic.com. Italic isn't an everything store. They're your everything store. Their marketplace connects you with manufacturers behind the world's biggest brands and most in-demand products and deliver straight to your door for up to 63% less. Get $10 off your first product order of $50 or more on italic.com with code ILYSM. Again, that's code ILYSM for $10 off your first product order on italic.com. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing conversations to come. New episodes of With Wit are available every Tuesday on all platforms. I want to talk about routines that get me out of a funk or really just make me feel like my best self. I think that those two routines for me personally are pretty much the same. And it actually got me thinking. I got a few DMs about this this week. And I feel like for some reason, everyone has been in a funk lately. I was in one a few weeks ago and it was just not fun. And it got me to thinking a few years ago, this is probably 2017, TK and I, we would do these morning little like devos and also like back in the day when girl boss was like a legitimate term and it wasn't like girl boss gaslight gatekeep whatever we would do like a girl boss kind of meeting right and we would also kind of take inventory of our lives and what we wanted to achieve and goal set and stuff like that and one week she had us write down a t-chart and she was like I'm giving you homework 
And I want you to write on like the left side, everything that is draining you this week. And then I want you to write on the right side, things that like recharge you or refuel you. This was really helpful because there were so many things that I did that I didn't even realize drained me. And I'm not saying that you will never do something that drains you ever again. I think we are a little bit too focused on like happiness as a generation, like controversial take. There are things that I have to do to get to where I want to be that don't necessarily make me happy. Like meetings with my CPA don't make me happy. I have to pay lots of money in taxes, but that's like part of running a business. And also I don't want to get to jail, you know, unless, no, I'm just kidding. I think that's actually is a little too close to, you know, Martha jail, but I'm just saying you do have to think to do things that make you unhappy, but it is really helpful to take inventory because this stuff is mainly like smaller stuff. Okay. So I wrote down some things that drain me. So sometimes while I'm definitely a people person, I'm actually an introvert. I'm very, very, very outgoing, but I'm not actually an extrovert. I'm definitely introverted and I need my alone time. And I think a lot of people get that confused. I talked about that on our episode with Gals on the Go and how we're all really outgoing. And because of that, Uh, at least Danielle and I always thought we were extroverts, but then we kind of realized like, oh, I actually need time by myself to refuel. So I think there's a lot of outgoing introverts that kind of confuse the two. And then it, it makes you not aware of how to take care of yourself best. So I wrote down people that I'm not super close with, like hanging out with them. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but you know, the difference between spending time with people that you know really well that you feel like you don't even need to talk to and then spending time with people you're not really close with because you have to actually like really try to engage in the conversation. So things like that can drain me, but also they're important to do. That's how you make friends, right? Having a messy space drains me to no end. I clean my house every single day. I don't do well with the messy space. It drains me very, it's just not my thing. Another thing is being on my phone too much. If I'm on my phone all the time, I'm drained. I don't like it at all. Um, If I have like no natural lighting, that drains me, things like that, okay? Then the things that refuel me would be, I love walks. I've been taking really long walks in the morning and getting coffee. Sometimes I go with my friend and we do like a little gratitude walk. I love that. Podcasts definitely refuel me. Taking like a long hot bath, that's amazing. Getting coffee with a friend, like a close friend, early mornings, cleaning, actually reading, going on Goodreads. Yes, I am 24. I know. Every time I say these things, I'm like I sound like I am not even 40, but 60. So when I get to the point where I know that I'm not really feeling my best and I feel like I'm getting a lot more drained, I will do things that refuel me. And I think that I used to get it confused all the time. I thought resting and recharging were the same thing. And I used to talk about this on the podcast, like probably two years ago. They're not the same thing at all. Oh, we no, sorry. Resting and being lazy. Resting and being lazy are not the same thing. Resting and recharging are similar. Okay. So when you're being lazy, I think I would get really stressed out and overwhelmed and feel like I'm getting in a funk. I'm not feeling my best. And I would think, oh, that means that I need to be lazy. And being lazy is like laying around and watching Netflix. Well, laying around and watching Netflix doesn't recharge me at all. And maybe it does for you. Again, these are like personal things. You have to figure this out about yourself, but it doesn't do that for me. So then I would actually be more drained at the end of that than if I were to rest and do things that refueled me, like going on a walk, reading a book, listening to a podcast, cleaning up my space, just chilling out, things like that, like working on my house, that stuff, that actually makes me feel better. So once I realized 
oh, that's actually not how I recharge. I was able to get myself back into a better headspace a lot easier. And obviously, we're going to always have to do things that drain us. So when you know you have to do something that's like a little more draining, just kind of implement a few things that refuel you around that. You just have to be really intentional with your schedule. The busier you get, the more intentional you have to be. Like you don't have time to not be intentional because then you're just going to like run yourself into a wall. So definitely recommend that. My homework for you guys this week is to make a note, do it in your phone, do it in your journal, whatever. I don't care and make out a list or write out a list of things that refuel you and then things that drain you. And I think you might be a little bit surprised by some of the things. And then that way, when you have that list, you can always just like refer back to it. It's really helpful. This weekend, I went to the farmer's market. There was no bone broth as um, my Instagram followers know. It was a very heartbreaking moment. But Jess and I were having a conversation about how we say my therapist said pretty much half of the time that we start any given sentence. Like we talk about our therapist, I think more than we talk about anything else. And that is why I wanted to share better help with you guys, because I talk about how passionate I am about therapy. I have been in and out of therapy since I was literally in the fifth grade and um, I'm a big fan. So if you guys have something that is interfering with your happiness or something that is just preventing you from achieving your goals, better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. I think half the time people aren't in therapy, it's because they don't know where to go. So we're really saving you guys some time here, okay? So BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help, but it is professional counseling done securely online. You're able to send a message to your counselor anytime and you will get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. This is all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to counselors located near you. They have licensed professional counselors specializing in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential. It's convenient. It's professional and it is affordable. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash Kinsey. You can join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that is betterhelp.com slash Kinsey. Another thing that I'm always surprised about is that I normally don't really need an entire day or an entire week. If I keep feeling like I need more time, then I just know that I'm not doing things that are refueling me. I feel like I keep like beating a dead horse, but it's actually really surprising. I think that so often we are like, oh, it's fine. I don't care. I have to get this stuff done. And we think that it would take, it would be like a whole day off that you need or a whole week off. And that's really not the case if you're just implementing these one into your routine, but also just giving yourself a night to do these things. Like it's actually not as time consuming as you think. You don't really need to take a full day off always. I also wanted to talk about giving yourself grace and moving on from past mistakes. This is another big question that I got. I'm definitely not a pro in this. I'm actually currently working on this. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. If you guys have better tips, let us know on the Instagram. But I honestly don't know. If you figure it out, let me know. But I will say the one thing that I have found to be really helpful or that I'm like trying to actively train my brain to think is like practicing self-compassion. That sounds really weird. I am definitely someone who 
will put everyone else's needs before my own. I know that I'll be fine at the end of the day and that I can manage. And so that causes me to like not really listen to myself. And so instead of practicing self-compassion, I will just ignore myself completely. And I think I thought I had a good relationship with myself for a really long time because I didn't hate myself. I was proud of where I'm at. I like who I am. But I've realized that I've actually just like ignored myself for a really long time, whether it's my needs that I've ignored in past relationships or just on a day to day, even being single. And I definitely am trying to treat myself as a friend. I will give my friends so much forgiveness, so much compassion. I always have some sort of excuse for everyone around me. But for myself, I will like beat myself up for something that I wouldn't even think twice about if my friend did, right? So with that, it's really easy to just sit and like beat yourself up and think about past mistakes you've made or things that you've said or things that you thought were embarrassing. It's also important to note that people are not sitting there thinking about things that you've done. People are not thinking about you as much as you think that they are. And I don't mean that in a mean way. It should be very freeing. But what I've tried to do, and I still catch myself, I caught myself doing this last night where I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I handled that situation that way. Or, oh my God, I'm so stupid. Why did I do that? I know better. Like I, I just, I read that book. Like I know, I knew the answer on how to handle that situation. And it doesn't matter. It's already happened. But what I'm trying to do is treating myself like a friend, even in self-talk. So I'm trying to literally talk to myself like how I would talk to a friend instead of beating myself up for something. It's okay to make a mistake. Like you do not have to be perfect. Currently, I'm reading a book called Boundary Boss by Terry Cole. We've had her on the show. We did an entire episode on boundaries and it was really good. And I am such a perfectionist. I have come to realize I thought for a really long time that I wasn't a perfectionist because I don't need everything to be perfect. I don't need like my videos to be crazy perfect. Like the reason I like my YouTube channel is because it's kind of undone. It's very raw. I don't know. I've never been like, oh, this has to be perfect with my like a specific project, but I'm a perfectionist and that I expect myself to show up every single time. Basically, I just have extremely unrealistic standards of myself. And so I'm definitely trying to work on practicing self-compassion and treating myself like I would treat a friend. If any of you guys are like self-compassion coaches or you know someone who is an expert in this field, I would love to have someone on the show to talk about that because that is such a big thing, especially as girls. Like we are so hard on ourselves for literally no reason. So I would recommend that that's literally the only tip. So again, if you guys know more, which you probably do, let me know. Someone also asked, how do you deal with being a girl in the workplace or in your own work environment? I feel like people don't take me seriously or that I am taken as a bitch whenever I know my worth work-wise. So I actually had an experience very recently with this and I was offered this like free service, which was like so kind of them. I don't ever need anything for free. And essentially the ask would have been an unbelievable amount of money if I were to charge that. So this would have been a free service. It would have been a trade deal, meaning that this person wanted me to give them X amount of deliverables for trade for this thing. And also the digital world, people just truly don't know, you know, rates and what things would be. Essentially what this person was asking for was not just way over what the trade would have been. It was in no way, shape or form equal. The services that I would have been receiving would have not even come up to what I would charge for like an Instagram story. 
and again, people just don't know that. So like sometimes it's just an honest mistake. Like people don't understand, don't know rates and like social media, it's like a weird world and people don't get it. I, I get that. I'm not offended. I'm not mad, but also like exclusivity to the point where like I couldn't make money. It just like literally didn't make any sense. And so I wrote back and I was like, Hey, like, Oh my God, thank you so much for thinking of me. Um, basically like this doesn't make sense. I'll pass whatever. I ended up paying for the thing. Like I was like, I don't need it for free. Like it's totally fine. And the response that I got back, and again, this could just be me projecting like worries that I have. I don't know. This is all through email. So I don't know if this person meant it that way or what, but wrote back kind of cold and was like, and again, maybe it was just taken out of context and it was email and you can't tell, but was like, we would love uh, dropping something. But like, again, this would need to stay this way. Like we need to make sure that this trade is, is equal on both ends. And I was like, that's kind of the point, like in no way, shape or form, like what they were asking charging wise would have, I cannot even express to you how much money it would have been for a service that there was no comparison essentially. And again, I would have been happy to like share it anyways. It just, the terms of the contract essentially. So I wrote back and I was like, Hey, like, yeah, totally get that. I was like, it doesn't make sense for my business on my end because it, it isn't equal in that way. Right. And I had, I kind of went into like the spiral after a feeling very insecure because I was like, oh my God, now she's going to tell people in Dallas that I'm like this bitch and whatever. And I wouldn't do this. And she's like, oh my God, this girl is so full of herself and thinks this and thinks that. And again, I recognize that these are all projections. I don't actually know. This is just how I read the email. And again, it could have been taken the complete wrong way. And then I thought if I was a guy, I don't know if I would feel that way. Like, I don't know if I would have this fear because if a man were to do that, they would just be like, oh yeah, that's just don't work for the business or like, whatever. It's okay to like know your worth then. But I was just like, hey, you know, this doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And so it was a fear. And again, that could have been reality. It could not have been, it could have been, I just took it the wrong way. But it's definitely like a really annoying thing that I think you really just have to keep going and work through. I'm not, I'm a very like warm and kind person as is, but I also know my worth and I've also like worked my ass off to get where I'm at. So I'm not just going to like belittle myself or make myself smaller to make other people feel comfortable. And again, I think this kind of goes down, goes back to like ignoring myself because I knew, oh, this doesn't make sense for me. I don't want to do this. I don't feel comfortable doing this, especially after the encounter. I feel just kind of weird about it. I don't want to deal with it. It doesn't make sense for my business. Again, totally fine if that's how they want to work. Like it's okay. Just like not something that I want to do. And then I go into this spiral of like, oh, they're going to think this and think that and whatever. And I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You have to just know your worth. And it sucks because what is the thing they always say? Like you have to work 10 times harder to get to the same spot. Obviously I am like the boss in most of what I do. I'm not working for someone else, but I do notice it in business encounters and it is kind of an insecurity of mine that I'm currently trying to work through. But I do think, again, it goes back a little bit to ignoring myself. And I would have ignored myself and made myself smaller if I would have just signed this contract. That would have been the dumbest thing that I could ever sign and just ignore myself to like please someone else. I think we also get that, like for me as children, you're kind of taught how you navigate and deal with emotions. And then as an adult, a young adult, that's when you're hopefully trying to kind of undo a lot of that. I wrote this earlier. It's kind of like as children, we're taught to suppress our emotions somewhere or we will get through things while focusing on other things. So for me, I was very dependent on work. And I think 
You see this a lot with heavy drinking, people even with like sex, like people just use things to, you know, numb the pain or to ignore what they're going through or ignore the problems that they're facing. Essentially, I'm just trying to no longer ignore myself. One of my mentors told me years ago, and it is something that I have said to so many people, I've repeated this so many times, but your emotions are valid, but they're not always true. So I try to not make like emotional decisions, but I think it's really important to almost use your emotions as kind of like a warning sign or like a red flag or, hey, like maybe this is something you need to work through still. So anyways, all that to say, going back again to ignoring myself, which is something I'm trying really hard to do or to not do. I'm not trying to ignore myself, guys. I got asked a lot about relationships and being happy, being single. I personally love being single. And I actually think that the amount in which I love being single, I actually don't know if it's healthy. And I say that for me specifically, because I think it is like a defense mechanism because I have like this, a fear of intimacy at this point, which I haven't really had most of the time. But now I'm like, the thought of opening up to someone makes me want to die. Like it actually makes me want to die. And I have this fear almost of like also not being a good partner. I was talking to Dom about this the other day and it's like, I actually know logically speaking and just knowing myself, I'm a very great girlfriend. I am a good partner. I know that, but I think I've gotten in my head about like past relationships and allowed how other people have treated me to maybe change like that view. And now I have this fear of like an intimate relationship. And I think that that is something that a lot of people deal with. And even though logically speaking, I know that that is not the case. I still am like, uh, I don't know. It freaks me out. I've also been in relationships where, again, it goes down to like the perfectionist thing. And this could have been partly, I mean, it was partly them. It was partly me, a feeling like I need to be perfect. And then also them expecting perfect and expecting perfection. But I am so afraid of someone getting close enough to where it's like they see my flaws, even though I'm the first person to tell you what flaws I have, things I need to work on. I know that they're there and I'm not dumb enough to think that people don't see them. But I think in an intimate, like romantic relationship, there's something about that, like a different layer that just is like, like, I don't want to deal with that. And I know the right person obviously won't make you feel that way. And I don't even think I realized I felt that way for so long. But it is something that I'm currently working through. And we were talking about this the other day. And I'm like, even though logically speaking, I know that this isn't true, I still can feel this way, which is like really weird. But on the healthier side of being happy, being single, I personally love being single. It's really fun. No one can control my emotions or mess with my emotions. No one can mess with my schedule. I can read as much as I want. I can see my friends whenever I want. Not that anyone controls me. I've never even been in like a controlling relationship like that, but there's just no one else involved when I'm making decisions. I travel a lot for work. I'm going to New York and LA four or five times in the span of like five weeks. Like I really can just do whatever I want, whenever I want with my life. And I love that. I think it's so fun. I could do an entire episode getting more into detail too about being single, but I just think it's so great. And there's so many things that have come into my life being single mostly for the past year. And like my friends, I say this all the time. I would never have, I wouldn't have like the friend group that I have and the people that I spend the most time with. I was in a relationship because I wouldn't have been seeking it and investing that much time. So I think when you're single, again, we have most likely the least amount of responsibility we will ever have. I preach that. I say that all the time. Now is the time to do whatever you want and don't focus. I know it's so much easier said than done, but don't focus 
so much on being in a relationship. Like it is going to happen whenever I catch myself wanting a relationship and being like, oh my God, okay, I'm over being single. I just think about later when I'm married and I look back at being single and I don't want to feel like I wasted that time wanting a partner. I want to have spent that time well in a way that I'm like love, right? So finding hobbies. I have so many different things that I like to do. I have so many different people I like to spend time with. You just have so much freedom being single. It's actually really fun, okay? When you start dating someone too, just naturally someone else has your attention and that becomes a part of your life and a part of your like day-to-day routine and it affects how you make decisions. So you can be the most selfish you will ever be right now, which is also amazing. I also love it because work-wise, I love what I do. I'm so excited. We're working on the Okine. I've been getting a lot of questions about that. It's launching sooner than you think, guys. Very exciting. But I am just so obsessed with like every aspect of my career and all the other things that I want to do. And I'm just so happy with the life that I have now. You know what? Alexa Losi told me this years ago, and she will probably not remember telling me this. It was advice she got from someone else. And they said, don't date someone unless they make your already amazing life even more amazing. And I thought that that was such a good piece of advice because you want to love your life before you also like add a partner into that. And they should only make that better and like amplify that. So anyways, I love being single. I spend a lot of time with friends. I spend a lot of time alone, obviously just working for myself anyways. And I really love spending time alone. I love spending time by myself. I love just having the freedom and the independence. And while I do think there is a part of me that loves my independence a little bit too much as something that I need to like work through. I also like love that I can be independent and that I do like spending time with myself. And I do love the friendships and the relationships that I have. I just think that being single is not this bad thing. Like people treat it like it's almost a plague. It's actually very fun, guys. I've also been getting a lot of questions about navigating faith changes. And this is something I really avoid talking about unless I'm with Jessa Hastings. We have another episode coming out, by the way, Navigating Your 20s Part 2, where we talk about this a lot. And yeah, I think it's like obviously been very apparent that I've definitely, I don't even want to say I've changed. Like I think you grow up, like you evolve and things are always going to be changing and you're always hopefully reevaluating your relationship with things. And I think I've had a lot of things happen in the past few years. And it's not that I don't know like what I believe necessarily. Like, it's just that, I don't know. I, I think I'm growing, I'm changing and that's okay. It's also just like a very vulnerable topic for me, especially because I don't have the answers. Like I really don't know. I don't even have answers to give you guys. And so one day I hope I'm on, I know I'll be on the other side and I'll be able to give good advice on like navigating this. But I also want to make sure I'm doing it in a way that's still like respectful of other people and other experiences that I've had and things that I've been a part of. So yeah, I think, you know, you grow up and things change and you grow and you evolve. And sometimes just naturally you will take a step back. That is so normal And unfortunately, instead of people of like celebrating and giving people room to almost like breathe and grow and figure things out for themselves, we like want to like almost handcuff them to who they once were or what they once thought, or honestly, just like to the group of people that they want you still associated with. And I just think that's doing people a really large disservice. So I don't really have that much to say on this because I honestly don't know. It's something I'm still working through. And it's honestly just kind of a headache to me. Like I really just don't have the answers, 
But it is something that I will have conversations about because I think it's a very important topic. I loved what Indy Blue talked about recently on OK Sis and how she just took a step back and kind of made it her own. And she was Mormon, um, grew up in the Mormon church at least. And her relationship with it. And I loved hearing her perspective on it because it was such a healthy perspective. And that's what I'm like looking forward to being at. I don't think it's not that I'm not fully there yet, but I'm not fully there yet. You know what I mean? Okay, guys, moving on to Ask Kinsey. Someone asked best tips for avoiding a social hangover. This is, I mean, quite the topic. We kind of talked about it earlier when we were talking about like introverts versus extroverts. And this is really a big thing now, um, especially after 2020. How many times have I said that on the podcast? I honestly need to shut up. It's probably really annoying. This is a big thing. I spend, honestly, my weekdays mainly by myself. Monday through Wednesday specifically, I am like strictly by myself. And then um, the weekends, I'm, you know, normally out and about. I'm I'm with friends 24-7. And I finally got to the point where I was like, I actually need a break. I stayed home pretty much majority of this weekend and only got dinner with like two of my best friends. And I was just like not really doing anything. And that was the first time in a while. But um, on a weekly basis, I tend to, I will be by myself all week and then I'll be ready with people and I'll hang out with friends like all weekend long. And then Monday through Wednesday, I can't even think about seeing someone like I have no interest. So I kind of have like a routine down for myself, if you will. Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday nights, I do like my almost like self-care night routine. So that honestly, it's me cooking. It's me reading. It's me doing all the things that I talked about in this podcast already, but I make sure that I have those days by myself. I also, this probably would be like a more tangible, practical tip. I live by my Google calendar. It's also color coded. So I can see if I'm doing too much of one thing. So if I have way too many social events in one week or coming up, I know that I need to take more time by myself. For instance, this upcoming week is going to be really crazy. And so I decided I was going to stay home this weekend and be a little bit more chill. So I would like prepare for that because I know the next couple of weeks are going to be really social. So I'm again, just like intentional. I try to get ahead of things. I don't like feeling really overwhelmed and drained. So if I'm thinking in advance and I'm being like smart about my schedule, because I know I can get really anxious and I know I can just get really overwhelmed and I shut down, I try to just not do that. So I knew I had some big weeks coming up. I knew I had this weekend where I could some more time alone. And I did that. And then also just practically normally Monday through Wednesdays, I don't see anyone. I'm by myself. I'm at home and I'm doing things that I love. But also if you stayed this far, giving you guys a little bit of the Okine updates. I haven't even asked Jess, but I, I'll ask you before this goes up, I think. Um, but if you guys didn't know, the Okine is a brand that Jess and I, my one of my best friends from college are starting. We have been in meetings. We have um, actual... It's just becoming a lot more tangible and things are actually being made and getting done. And we have like a tentative launch date, like we'll see. So that is very exciting. Um, Once we have more updates, we're going to be asking you guys what you want, all these questions. Everything's in Geneva. So get on the app and then join the Okine and it's really fun, I promise. But it is obviously really exciting. It's something that I can't wait to like really get going. I am honestly so excited for 2022. I just think that it's going to be such a good year. Career-wise, I just feel like I'm like kind of where I need to be right now. 
which is a good feeling when you work in digital and everything's so fast paced and you feel like you're never doing enough and whatever. I feel like I am where I'm supposed to be. I love what we talk about. I love this podcast. I feel like it's only gotten even better recently and the videos, everything. Like I just feel like I'm in a good spot, which is a really good thing to finally feel whatever. It feels like you're like on a hamster wheel, you know? Anyways, that is it for my solo episode. Let me know if you guys want an episode all about, you know, Breadwinning Housewife Part 2. I have one from last summer that you guys can go back to listen to if you want. But anyways, I love you guys so much. Be sure to leave a nice rating and review. Follow us on Instagram. Join the Geneva app. Follow us on TikTok. You guys can watch us on YouTube. Love you guys so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.